So I just picked up uh, one of these books, these adventure books, mm-hmm. and I needed a big goal to actually do something. So I picked it up and, I, and it's got extreme like Iron Man in it. I think like uh, the Norsemen and, and activities like that. And then I saw UTMB and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just do this. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hello, hello. Hey, we're back with another Gotta Run episode for your pleasure. Here we are. Had a busy weekend, didn't we? Well, we did something that we haven't done in a very long time. Very long time. For me, it must have been about four years. And you, how many years was it been? I, I can't. I can't honestly remember. I'm going to have to go back and look at the medals because I don't remember. So now, what are we talking about? <laughs> we did a road race. <laughs> a 10K Mississauga road race that brought back a lot of memories. It sure did because it was my very first race back in 2004. Here I was thinking this entire time when I signed up for this race that it was my 20th anniversary of running. (laughs) I would have bet money that I started running in 2003 based on timelines and where I was working at the time. Turns out it was 2004. So it's my 19th year of running. Still something to celebrate. But yeah, signed up for a road race and I don't have road shoes anymore. (laughs) <laughs> so I do wear trail shoes. Yeah, you we started the <laughs> well, you started the in the shoot with trail shoes, but the whole atmosphere and all this lineups and <laughs> parking and cops telling you to turn around, turn around to finally to finally get to where we're supposed to be, brought back a lot of memories. It sure did. <laughs> and, and picking up, you have to pick up your race kit the day before, so that's two trips. To your yeah, race. to wherever you're going, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they changed the course. For those of you that are familiar with Mississauga, when it first started, you used to start north and then run towards the lake and finish at the lake, which was scenic, but it had its own challenges too, for sure. The parking was terrible down there. <laughs> um, but you got to see a lot of Mississauga. Yes. But now the race is just on Burnhamthorpe. Out and back. Out and back. So you saw Shoppers Drug Mart. You saw this construction <laughs> crew going on. Yeah. Uh, you saw, um, I don't know what else was there. A bunch of buildings, I think. Yeah, nothing <laughs> nothing scenic. However, I will say yeah. the out and back was entertaining because, well, first we got to see the leaders of the 10K coming back towards us. Which is always fun to see. Yeah, always. No matter what the race is. It's always nice to see the leaders Sometime. Because you think you're running fast until you see them. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got to see the leaders of the half marathon. Yep. And then we got to see, also see the people that were behind us in the 10K. Of how, of where we are in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when we're turning around, we're going, wow, we're doing that okay. We're doing okay. (laughs) And I, there's one hill in the race and I really tried to focus on the people coming at us as opposed to the hill. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you know what it's like when you're looking at a hill, you're mentally talking yourself out of it. But I ran the whole race. What is distracting, you don't even realize the kilometers are going, is mm-hmm. or is you just keep watching everybody and looking at this, you're looking at that, and different people, what people wear, and yes, how they're running, and gates, yes, and yeah, and, and time flies. So it there's does. that. There's, there's pros and cons to both road and trail. Well, and on trail, 
How many hours have you spent and not seen a person? There has been some races like that, yes. yes. And, and I don't even realize I'm still in a race. Exactly. But in road running, you're surrounded by thousands of people and you're yeah, it's chatting and there's there's music playing. Yeah. And what about the kids we saw? Yes. Oh five, six-year-olds that are ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just trudging along. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then also we ran into people we know, but we're, we never thought that we would know people in a road race, but hey, they, yeah. they're shouting out, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw a few people from the ladies triathlon group in town and mm-hmm. um, it was exciting. Also, I have to say that I was nervous going into this because I haven't, I think I've run three times since Moab, which is two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing strength training. With right, my, so... Right? With my coach Perry, so just online. on strength training alone, how do you think you did? Oh well, I beat my time, so I was really happy that I got sub seventy minutes. I know that's not fast, but for me, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I'd say so for uh, for nineteen years later, and not doing any <laughs> speed work, not doing right. really any kind of training, which I don't recommend. Obviously, it's just circumstances, but the strength training got me to the end of that race. I have to say, right. Yeah. So my takeaway is obviously I do not miss the long lineups <laughs> to the porta potties, long no. lineups to get your medal or to get the food after, and then no. the parking. No, don't miss that. But I do eh, enjoy the crowds. Yeah. If I could just transport on the right to the start line and run the race and then transport out. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Kind of like the elites <laughs> do in the big marathons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day, Norm. One day. One day. <laughs> yeah. Or just go to trail. And feel like an elite. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Who is on the podcast today? All right. Today we have Galen Reynolds. He's 38 years old. He's Canadian, but we're actually not sure where he's from (laughs) because he's lived overseas for quite a few years, currently in Slovenia, and he's been on a hot streak with some fantastic results in Europe. There's the Dolomite Extreme Trail 103K. Won that one. He won that one, yep. The uh, Matterhorn Ultra Race in Italy. He won that one. 100 miler. Yeah. And 360K, which is more than more than a 200 miler. Swiss Peaks Trail. He won that one. And that's just all those three are just last year. Right. He's had some impressive wins in his career. He'll also be representing Team Canada at the 2023 World Mountain and Trail Running Championships this June in Austria, along with Arden. And who else have we talked to that's going to be on that team? Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. And we hope to talk to some more, but today we're talking to Galen Reynolds coming up. Hello. Hi, Galen. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. We wore some Canadiana for you today. I've got my toque on. Awesome. I don't see that very much around here. Norm's got Terry <laughs> Fox and the Maple nice. Leaf on his buff. So just in that's, case you're a little great. homesick. <laughs> Thank you. That, yeah, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. And one of the big reasons that we wanted you on now is because we wanted to chat with you about the World Mountain and Trail Running Championships that you have coming up in June. But before we get to that... We want to start with a quote that we found on one of your sponsor, Montaigne's website, which from you, which I know oh. you know what I'm going to say. Uh, what started as a means to get in shape turned into a curious adventure to see how far beyond what I thought possible is actually possible. 
Yeah. So Galen, what did it take to realize that you were out of shape? <laughs> uh, well, actually, it wasn't very hard to realize I was out of shape. I was just coming out of grad school mm-hmm. and I'd taken a job in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got there and for two years during grad school, I just totally didn't pay attention to anything athletic. Uh, I'd play pickup hockey every now and then, but that was about it. Uh, so when I came over, I was like, oh, man. It was a long work day as in finance. So I think I was doing, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I need to get in shape. Cause I, I actually, I make, like tell my friends that, uh, and they actually like to remind me that I was, I was almost obese medically, you know, like 30 BMI. So I was 225 pounds or so. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was not healthy. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I, I got to choose something. So I just picked up, uh, one of these books, these adventure books. Mm-hmm. And I needed a big goal to actually do something. So I picked it up and I and it's got extreme like Iron Man in it. I think like uh, the Norsemen and, and activities like that. And then I saw UTMB and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just do this. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> and that was. There's that a was, clue as to what you're, you're all about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was, uh, I think, uh, 2012. And so then I got into the whole system of how to get in. And at the time it was just, uh, just doing qualifying races. Uh, so yeah. And that's uh, that's how I got into it. Where are you from in Canada? We couldn't find that information out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from Toronto. Although I did uh, I did undergrad over in uh, uh, Nova Scotia. Oh, very okay. good. Okay, yeah. so you're from our hood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys are just north of Toronto, right? That's right. We are. Yeah, yeah. in Orangeville. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah. we both grew up in Toronto, so. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you did not run competitively in Canada. No, I, I actually didn't run before I was, I guess, 28 or so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, running wasn't a thing. I was mainly just team sports and nothing competitive. It was just hockey. I uh, did some lacrosse uh, during school, but that was it. Hmm. Did, you, did your hockey days or lacrosse days help you with your running at all? Or was that just, it was too far in between the two of sports? <laughs> I, too? Yeah, I think it was uh, too far because I think I finished up lacrosse in undergrad 2006 or so. So yeah, didn't do anything really in between. Just whenever I could uh, find a pickup game of hockey, which was very hard in, in UK. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd play. And that was it. Was UTMB the first race? No, no, because even at that time, I think yeah, yeah. I did eventually race it in 2015. Okay, you still had to do qualifying races, so okay. I had to. So all I wanted to do was finish the qualifying races so that I got the points to get in. <laughs> um, and then it was like the third attempt in the lottery. Uh, that I got in. So that was our sorry, second attempt uh, that I got in. So oh, yeah. That's pretty good. So what was your very first ultra on your quest to UTMB? Do you remember? So since I didn't know anything about running, I didn't know anything about training. I didn't even really read about it. So my plan was to do me and my wife, we're going to run a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, marathon. What was the next? I guess a, a 50 miler. And then a hundred miler and we're going to do it month after month. So it's going to build up <laughs> month after month. Uh, and so, <laughs> Sounds so and we, funny hearing it now, right? <laughs> I know it's so ridiculous. And I, I thought that was like totally sense, you know, it made sense at the time. Um, but I think I started running around December and then did my first hundred in August of the following year. So it actually was nine months. Time. Okay. And with that, I got enough points to enter the lottery. Right. <laughs> do you remember what that race was? Oh, sorry. So the the hundred miler was uh, a race in near London. It was the North Downways. Oh, North Downs, we talked to yeah. the one of the race directors, uh, uh, James Ellison, uh, David Ross. David Ross. Okay, I know the other guy. Well, he's, um, he's yeah. Hermes running, but I don't want. I'm wondering if North Down is part of Hermes. I think, I think it's part they of the series. Are a centurion race. Centurion, centurion, centurion racing or something. 
yeah. yeah yeah they're great races and really well uh run and stuff so yeah yeah you should check out the episode on david ross he's on the list of the most races mega marathons in the world he's like yeah. 400 and something no way it's yeah. crazy <laughs> and he's okay. he's our age he's you know yeah, like yeah. he's accomplished a lot yeah, in a relatively yeah. short period of time anyway so let's get back to your races last year was pretty epic one of the ones that we're not familiar with is the dolomite extreme yeah. trail yeah, yeah the profile looks pretty challenging in that what can you tell us about that one that was more extreme than i i even anticipated it to be there are some descents where you had to down climb, so turn around and actually use your hands to go down. Whoa. Uh, and then not only was there that, but then you had runners below you or above you, and there's rocks starting to move and like come down. And so I remember one of these sections, uh, a bunch of a couple of guys were running in front of me, and then we we sort of hooked around, and there's a big cliff below us at first. So we we're going down a steep bit, we're we're throwing rocks down, and then we hook around and we're like, oh wow, the cliff below is actually the path. And so we're like, oh, I really hope there's no one above us right now. <laughs> yeah, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was, uh, some of the stuff was overgrown and they had these, uh, Moogle pine bushes, things kind of, they're not really trees, but they grow roots across the path. And so the whole path was, I don't know what you call it, but kind of like sloping downhill the whole time. So you're running across it. Your ankles are always at a 45 degree oh. angle running on roots. And it was just, yeah, it was like unbelievable. It was so slow, uh, so much slower than I yeah, anticipated, but it was, uh, it was an excellent race. And really, really beautiful. Yeah, that part of the world you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Dolomites is. Was that section at night doing this rock when the rocks? Yeah, was, it was at night. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, the race starts at 10 p.m. Ah. at night, and the most technical section finishes up at about six to eight a.m. And then the rest is just beautiful, nice kind of running. Like, uh, and so you do the most technical, hardest sections at night. <laughs> Whose idea was yeah. that? <laughs> Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> were you, well, you end up winning this race, but were you leading the whole way? Um, up to halfway, because some of the guys, the local racers are so good at running down this stuff. Mm. So the part where I would turn around and use my hands to go down, some of the, the guys were running down beside me, looking at me like, what are you doing? You know, like, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want to die. Uh, so yeah, some of these guys are so good at the technical stuff. I think they were in the lead. There's two guys who I actually know and like I've raced in other races with. Uh, so there were two guys and then about halfway, I took the lead and then kind of just didn't look back. Just, uh, mm. yeah, just kept going. Nice. Now where you live in Slovenia, how close are you to some vert? Uh, very close. Uh, it's actually really, it's worked out really well, like surprisingly well for what we knew about the country before moving here. So I'm, uh, in the Hills. Mm -hmm. So we have about a 300 meter hill right behind us. And then half an hour away, I, I, there's mountains that are quite steep, kind of like the Dolomites. So mm -hmm. they go up from like 300 meters elevation to start and they go up to like 2,500 meters. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah. so it, it's about half an hour away. Another race that you won last year was the Matterhorn Ultra 100 miler. Yeah, they, uh, they have a kind of a funny name for that. It's the Trevino Matterhorn Ultra Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they need to work on that name. But, yeah. They do because you'd think it was in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although the majority of the race is in Switzerland. Okay. Mm. So you start in Italy, you probably run for maybe 20 miles and then you cross the border into Switzerland. Uh, you know, you do 80 miles in Switzerland and then just five just to get back to the start. Oh, that's and, cool. And back in Italy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you go around the Matterhorn. It's between two glaciers, right? Yeah. Uh, we crossed at least two major glaciers. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty interesting. Like they were proper 
proper glaciers and like with the, the glaciers that have like rivers within them. Um, and so you kind of like are stepping, you Ooh. step through the snow somewhere. I don't know what it is, like a crust and your foot goes like a foot down into like running ice water. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Did you ever fill up your bottle with that glacier water? Oh yeah. All the time. Cause yeah. uh, I think we were once five hours without an aid station. Yeah. I was filling up my, my, uh, my water all the time from the glacier rivers and yeah. <laughs> what month is that in? That was in July. Really? Still was snow in July. Yeah. Wow. Um, you're, you're yeah. There's a, yeah, I guess that's, gets up to about 3,300. Um, those people skiing all year round where we run through, like we run through a ski hill or I don't, it's not a ski hill cause it's a glacier, but yeah, there's <laughs> a, there's people skiing right over there while we're, uh, while we're racing. That's wow. so cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a really interesting race. If that was five hours without an aid station for you, that'd be like 10 for me. So I would definitely well, be hitting the glacial water. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it. I don't know how you, how you couldn't. I think the, the, it was the first year of the race. And mm. I think the race organizers, they didn't know what to expect. And I even calculated my time should be about 24, 25 hours. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I'll be, I'll be done at 25 hours and it'll be great. I'll hang out in the afternoon in this amazing uh, Italian town. Anyway, I finished in 34 hours. Um, and it was just like so much more brutal than I anticipated. Uh, there is like boulder fields that we had to go over the glaciers, obviously. And it was just so, so steep. Everything was so steep. It was ridiculous. Wow. Now we yeah. noticed you finished tied for first with Andrea Machi. How did that, yep. how did that come about? Were you running together for a long time or? Yeah. You couldn't stick your chest out like this. <laughs> <At the end? laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. Um, yeah. So I knew Andrea for a couple of years now. He's one of my running friends from the Tour de Gion. Okay. And so I know him, his kids are my kids' ages, and so they hang out and stuff. And so uh, we had been running for probably 20 hours together, and we weren't trying to stay together. So sometimes he he's really fast uphill, so he would uh, take off uphill, and then I'd catch him on the downhill, and we kind of end up in the aid station in the valley. And this kept going on and on and on. And then once we're like, wow, this is – he thought he was going to finish in 25 hours too. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and by 30 hours in, we're like, do you just want to – finish together uh, and so uh yeah i think we're both happy to uh, to agree on that that's so awesome if you, if, <laughs> yeah if the winner is finishing 35 what is the yeah what is the cutoffs on these things there must have been a lot of dnfs there were a lot i think it was 50 percent uh dnf and i think the cutoff was something like 50 hours or so wow jeez yeah it huh. started on friday morning and the cutoff was sunday night hmm. and this was the first year that this race went on yeah and I, I'm doing it again this year, but and they're they're making the course easier. I've seen because it uh, <laughs> I was just they've cut off. Ask that. Yeah, yeah, about <laughs> three thousand meters of elevation gain, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's an obvious question. What makes you choose a specific race to do? So I, I choose the big races for the year. So Innsbruck, obviously, Worlds is one of them, and then the other one is the Tour de Gion again. For the Tour de Gion, I look for a, a race that has a similar profile and as a lead-up race, and this is kind of the time it works out in in July uh, for the September Tour de Gion. So. Mm. That's how I chose. It was between this one and the Grosch Glockner, which was another one in uh, Austria. Now, what keeps bringing you back to Tour de Gion? Because you've done you've done it several times. Yeah, I've tried it four times and finished three times. Uh, I think I, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, and and I'm not entirely sure myself. But I find <laughs> it so interesting. There's so many things that you can work on mm. to get better. So I think it. And for me, I'm not a very fast runner. I just kind of go the same speed. There's so many things like there's sleep, which is a massive strategy to work on and, and try and get right. 
Uh, and then nutrition is something di totally different. And then even the way you train. And I think there's just so many facets of it that can be improved upon. Uh, and there's so little knowledge about it. So I'd like to try different things every time I go and like tweak this and tweak this. And I just think I haven't got, I haven't put it all together yet. And that's what probably keeps bringing me back. That's one thing when, with these races where you have to qualify or get in the lottery that is unfortunate because for example, I was thinking last year when Norm was doing Western States, it's one and done because he'll, he'll never, it, unless he gets in luckily after one yeah. ticket. He probably will never go back but when you go to a race like that and you do it once i'm sure you're thinking as soon as you finish i could have done this differently i would have i would have tackled this part differently i would have had more to eat here so i totally get what you're saying and the opportunity to go back is there so why not take it but for us with limited time and resources yeah we have to pick races that are different every time because we can't just keep going back to the same ones over and over again because there's so many right. on our list that we want to do yeah but that's true i think that's so interesting because you you obviously always want to better your time and there's ways to do that as you mentioned nutrition sleep you yeah. know the way that you train so good on you for that that's cool well thank you yeah <laughs> and of course last year you winning the swiss peaks trail 360k yeah i'm not exactly sure what they call it yeah the swiss peaks endurance trail maybe or something <laughs> 20 over 2600 meters of thousand 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 that was uh uh like, similar to the tour um yeah. in distance and actually it's a little bit longer and more difficult yeah so last year was supposed to be a tour but then we were having our third child which was right during tour week. And so I was asking my wife, like, is it okay if I go and run tour? And then if you feel anything, you just give me a call and I'll head off the race course and drive back home. She's like, no, no. <laughs> so uh, Swiss speaks a little bit earlier. Um, so did you figure that by the third baby, she, she'd got this figured out and didn't need you. Yeah, anymore? She's really good at it. So like, I don't really do much when I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, That'd be funny. Yeah. Was that your longest race to date? Yeah. Swiss peaks. Yeah. Because it's about 30, 35 K longer than the tour de Gion. So yeah. <laughs> How was your time on feet? Like now you're just going past your normal limits. Yeah, it was, it was my, yeah, it was my longest time on feet as well. So I think it was about 88 hours or something, maybe 86 hours. That's hard. Uh, it was just really difficult. Cause I think I had forgotten my first tour when I had no idea about 200 milers. So everything was blowing my mind, like the hallucinations and uh, the sleep deprivation. But then I went into the fourth night of my first tour and like, it's the, I find that the well, third night is hard without sleep. And then the fourth night is like crazy. And it's just like, <laughs> just trying to, just trying to figure out what reality is, is the biggest challenge. <laughs> and so I totally forgot about this because it had been, I guess, five years since I had done the first tour. Mm. Oh, okay. So Swiss speaks comes it's longer. I'm not even thinking about the fourth night, uh, and fourth day goes by and I'm like, oh, it's only, uh, I think it was 20 K, but the last 20 K of that race is extremely technical. Uh, and, uh, and I couldn't believe it. And like, I was getting all confused because I knew that I, it's a point to point race, which is kind of fun. So you start mm -hmm. way up in the mountains and you head to Lake Geneva and I could see the lake and during the daytime and I knew it was oh, like boy. that way. And then the path went 90 degrees to the left and oh. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And I haven't seen a marker for a long time. And so I just was getting really confused. Uh, and I, I actually had to sit down and call my mom which sounds embarrassing, but she was my crew. So it's not that weird. Um, so I called my mom, like, I can't tell if I'm going the right way or not, or if I'm even in the, on the race course. 
Uh, and so she pulled up the tracker on the thing. She's like, yeah, you are going the right way. Uh, and so I just kept going, but, uh, that fourth night, just, I had to like, just repeat various things to myself to try and stay in reality. It's hard to describe. It's just so difficult to focus. Yeah, I bet. So you have no pacers with you. There's nobody that can really help you through these, the hardest points of the race. No, no pacers are allowed. Um, it's just you. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how that's basically the wild, wild west. I mean, <laughs> you're on your own out there. Anything can happen. Yeah. If you're picking up what we're laying down, listen up. The trails at Earl Rowe Provincial Park in Allison have been a well-kept secret until now. We've crafted a scenic 12K loop for our rainbow trail run, featuring mostly double-track trail that will show off all of the best views this park has to offer. Join us this August for one, two, four, eight, or 14 loops. We'll leave the math up to you. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Anyways, back to the show. Well, it is Europe. So like if you just go downhill and follow a river, you're going to get to a town or something pretty quickly or a village. Uh, and you can just bang on a door and, you know, they'll let you in. So <laughs> there's that. But yeah, it is. There is remote parts where it probably takes if you're well, if you're in trouble, it'd be, it'd be a big problem. But uh, just running, it'd take probably four hours to get out to the closest right. anything of civilization or mm-hmm. refugio. There's a lot of refugios up in the mountains. But once during the tour, I had lost my mind so much. I was wandering around in circles. Oh, uh, this was during my first one. And the only thing that brought me back was that the next racer came and he like patted me on the shoulders. Like, what are you doing? At least that's what I thought he said. And then, uh, and I kind of cl- everything clicked back together that I was actually in a race. Oh my gosh. That's so scary. Do you remember yeah. how much sleep you got during the, the Swiss peaks? So I, I was working on different sleep strategies during that one. Uh, and I think I, I think I got in total about an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. No wonder you were yeah. hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of all these yeah, epic races, what challenges or surprises that came to you that you did not expect that, I guess, how do you train for that? But it happened and then you have to adapt. Mm. Yeah. So there's like little injuries and niggles, like blisters where you've never gotten a blister before, yeah. uh, like chafing. Like one time I got chafing in my armpit and I never got chafing in my armpit before. So I didn't know what to do. Uh, so there's little stuff once I had to run with my back, my pack on my front because, mm-hmm. uh, it had shaved my, shaved my back raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's little stuff like that. But then I think the biggest surprises are when you don't realize how big a hole either nutritionally you're in or sleep wise, uh, how big a hole you are. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you are. And uh, it's just, yeah, hard to figure anything out. <laughs> Have you raced in Canada at all? I've never raced in Canada or the States. Oh, I know God. it's, uh, it's really strange because I only started running once I moved to the UK and then I just haven't, I haven't been back. And then the one race I really wanted to do was uh, Gary's uh, Whistler race. Yep. And I heard he's not doing it. I heard it's done. So no, yeah. I think there was issues with permits. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I think they wanted more money. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Oh, that's right. Wasn't it tied into the resort? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted more money. Yeah. And Gary, Gary says, not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that it's one looked un- amazing. Yeah, for sure. Did you know about the new 200 miler that we have in Canada called the Divide? No, I don't. Put on by, put on by Sinister Sports. <laughs> okay. New is in this year? Yes. Yep. yep. This oh, is the first nice. year. And it okay. goes, uh, well, I guess the Great Divide is part of the course. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then up and over the Rockies. Wow. 
Yeah, I, and when I, we first heard it, we thought this is the race for you. This is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to write that down. That's very cool. So it's the same organizers as the death race, hmm. which I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with in yeah, Alberta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Black Spur is oh, another yeah. one. Black Spur. Yeah. And I, I, we're missing one. Sinister. Sinister Seven. Sinister Seven. Sinister Seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same, same oh, very guys. Cool. So you'll That's have to great. check that out. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. So does it start in Alberta and end up in BC somewhere? I, th- I think yeah. you do touch BC a bit, but you're back, then you come back to Alberta. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. I got you. Wow. That'd yeah. be really cool. That's well, awesome. We were, <laughs> we're plugging this divide and we hope that one day, one year you get there. What month is Tor in? September. It's kind of mid-September. I think this one's September as well. Oh, it's a good time for 200 milers. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is for sure. All right. Well, so you're off to Innsbruck in June. Is this the first time that you're representing Canada at these championships? It is. And yeah, I'm incredibly excited. Uh, and I love how how big the event has gotten uh, once they combined, yeah. I think the three federations or was it two? Maybe, th- yeah. Anyway, when they combined all those federations into making the one event, watching Thailand was awesome. And I think uh, seeing all the, the pre-race hype, it looks unbelievable. It really does. Yeah. Because you guys, did you guys make it to Innsbruck? I think you guys were in Salzburg. Is that right? We were in Salzburg. Yes. Okay. Which was amazing. Nice. Very yeah, Salzburg challenging. Is, is spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. We did the Mozart 100. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and then we also did Scenic Trail, which is on the board in Switzerland, but borders Italy, Lugano. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. amazing. So, is it like the same, the same trip or the, are those are separate trips? Separate trips. Two different races. Yeah. Two different times. Yeah. Okay. Those are my tickets for UTMB as well, which I will be doing this year. So <laughs> I heard. Congratulations. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Every time we talk to somebody who races in Europe, I get more nervous because <laughs> just, the, just the things that you guys deal with that's so different to what we're used to in North America. But <laughs> uh, UTMB is such a, a spectacle. It's unbelievable. It's, it's the Tour de France of, of trail running. Absolutely. It's the Olympics, yeah. right? It's yeah. the Olympics, yeah, exactly. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be heading out to Austria early to run some of the course? Are you able to do that? Yeah. Well, fortunately, it's only like five hour, five hours about drive. So okay. I'm going to head out probably a couple of weeks before and just uh, mm-hmm. if the snow's gone, because we actually have a lot of snow here still. I'm hoping I'm hoping the snow melts and they don't have to change the course uh, <laughs> because it, the course looks really difficult, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have you guys seen the profile? I think it's uh, like no. 80 some K and then. Well, on, they say it's 5,000 meters elevation gain, okay. but I'm talking to people who live in Innsbruck, they think it's actually like 6,500. And so Travis says that as well. So it's, it's a lot of vertical. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry. But what I'm saying is that I think I'm worried that the snow is going to be impact the race and I just hope right. they don't have to divert it. Yeah. Mm. Have you been checking out who your competition is? I try not to, but I like I'm friends with some of the guys, especially the European countries, and so I know, yeah, I know uh, some of the guys going, and uh, they're <laughs> yeah, they're just excellent athletes. Yeah, it's uh, it's frightening how good they are. I haven't looked at Team USA, but do you know who's in Team USA in your category? I haven't seen Team USA. I, have they announced no. yet? I thought they were announcing late for some reason. Oh, really? Uh, maybe they've announced. Yeah, because okay. I, I checked a month or two ago, and they, I don't think they had announced. Okay. We'll have to check that out. Not that we're worried for you. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm worried enough for me. So <laughs> will you change your strategy now that you're on a team rather than race individually? Yeah, I think so. 
um, because I have raced well, like Andrea, I raced the entire race with, and it's incredibly beneficial when, you know, one person's having a low, uh, or even just reminding the person to eat or like just talking to them when they're down and Andrea would talk to me. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I think it'll change. Like if I can find a good pace with one of the teammates, then I would, uh, maybe sacrifice some of my strength for, you know, for their strength and, and vice versa. And I think overall we would, we would be better. Yeah, for sure. So I guess the team stays together is no, I don't think they do. You just go where you, I, I, Oh, I've never been before. I don't, I don't think so. I think you, you gotta just kind of go your, what works for you. And then if it just so happens that there's someone else right. there, then you, you definitely work together. But I think it's, it's such a, a, well, I've never raced obviously the worlds, but in general, it's so friendly environment, even up, up at the front of the races that everyone is working together anyway, yeah, kind of. So, that's true. um, yeah. <laughs> Now you mentioned your strength and I think you kind of alluded to it earlier is downhill more your, more your thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not really sure why, but I just, I can keep going downhill quite, well, it's not really quickly compared to some people, but at a relatively good speed. Uh, and I don't really slow up much as the race goes on. Mm. And so, yeah, this just happens to be, uh, my strength. And then, but compared to some of like the Italian guys and like, you know, the, the guys who were born in the Alps and like born in Refugio, you know, like Killian, they go uphill as if it's the speed I run flats. Yeah. It's just like so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been in contact with any of your teammates yet? Do you, like, do you know who you are? Do you have a group chat going on or something? We don't yet. No, um, there is a team meet, uh, I think, on two weeks from now. But the problem is, I think it's about 2 a.m. my time. So. Aww. I don't really stay up that late uh, with kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, yeah, but in, like, funny enough, um, I know one of the guys. Well, I don't know. I know of him, uh, Christian Meyer. He lives in Girona now, and he's from New Brunswick. Mm. And he happened to go to the same high school as my wife did. Oh my and so gosh! My, my wife's like, "Hey, this, this is so funny. This guy's name is the same as a guy I knew." And uh, she looked him up on Instagram, and it happened to be the same guy. So uh, that's one guy I know of. But uh, no, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the rest of the team. Is your wife going to get to come with you? Well, I want her to, but yeah. I don't know if she can make the five-hour drive mm -hmm. with the three kids. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. It'll be like a game time decision. Is your long-term plan to stay over in Europe as long as you can? Well, originally we actually only moved to well, we originally moved to the UK for two years. Mm -hmm. That ended up being ten. <laughs> we moved to Slovenia for six months. It's now been three years, <laughs> uh, and so we're not very good at the you know doing what we plan. <laughs> Because yeah, we were we were supposed to head back uh, to Canada in a couple of years or so, mm. but we but we just stopped saying that now because we're really bad at it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we love Europe and yeah, with the, like it's it's really great. Like it's so kid friendly here, especially in Slovenia. It's worked out really well. Um, so yeah, we're not sure. We don't uh, we have visas for I think three more years, and then um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Don't rush back. <laughs> That's our advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do want to get back for some races, though. So, you know, maybe I can make a couple trips back. <laughs> well, let us know when you're coming back because you got an automatic entry into ours, even though they're not 200 awesome. milers. We do have some ultras for you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, I like, I like some of the, the shorter ultras. They're, uh, they're great to work on speed. There you go. <laughs> After worlds, what races are on your bucket list still that you haven't done yet? Um, bucket list races. There's a couple, I think I'd like to go back to the islands. Um, the, uh, in the Canary islands and Madeira, which isn't Canary islands, but, uh, so I just had really bad races there. I did uh, Transvolcania oh. and uh, Madeira ultra trail, whatever that's called. Uh, 
and I just had the worst races. And but I, Madeira was spectacular. It's such a crazy island. Uh, <laughs> kind of looks like Jurassic Park a little bit. Yeah. Have you guys been? No, but no, we have friends there, and we're gonna go and do it one year. But we have been oh, to uh, Gran Canaria. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all those, uh, yeah, the islands always get me for some reason. And then um, there's the uh, the one in uh, Mauritius. Oh yeah. Although it's such a it's such a far flight. The uh, what is it called? I'm blanking on the name right now, mm. but it's in November or so. Yeah. And just looks like a really technical hundred miler. So yeah. Uh, Reunion looks pretty cool too. Have you checked that one out? Reunion. Oh, sorry. Maybe it's Reunion that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Is the one that Courtney DeWalter broke the record last year? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Reunion. The island. Yeah. Yeah. Reunion. Reunion. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Wrong island. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's the problem. There's so many bucket list races. <laughs> and at least when you're in yeah. that side of the world, you can get to them a little easier than from North America. <laughs> so do the, cross those That's off true. before you come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a, there's tons of like little shorter ones that I love to do. Uh, and even in Europe, there's a whole bunch of 200 milers popping up now. Um, there's like, uh, running across Switzerland, there's going around Lake Como. Oh yes. Uh, and oh, there's, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's so many spectacular ones now that it's, you can't even take like five years just to try and do them all. Yeah, exactly. So, do you think you'd ever go back to UTMB? I will one day. I'm just, yeah, I just like a little bit obsessed about the tour and I can't get over it. Uh, <laughs> So I think once I have a, a a race that I feel like I got close enough to where I wanted to be, then I'll I'll be done with it, and then I'm gonna go back to UTMB, uh, probably one more time because the UTMB in 2015 was my first mountain race, mm -hmm. uh, and so it was just so mind blowing. Which like like how crazy how long the climbs were, and then how steep like you know the very top section, and then coming off the top section, how <laughs> how steep it is, uh, and I think I messed up almost everything in that race. Uh, <laughs> Because well, I'm sure you've seen the YouTube highlights. I like was way in the back, and I was a little bit frustrated about being in the back, and so I sprinted as soon as the crowds kind of cleared, and then I got extremely dehydrated, and it was <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was a bit of a, a disaster. Uh, <laughs> so I would like to go back and give it a good try. Well, now with ten years of experience, oh yeah, on your yeah back, you can definitely do much better than your first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. Although I still make ridiculous mistakes. So <laughs> have you been trying to follow Coca Dona 250? You know what you know about this race? Yeah, I've been I've been following it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, briefly. I've got a couple of friends there because um, yeah, I met a couple of good friends in the dragons back uh, mm. who are a couple of Americans and they they're into that stuff. So yeah, that is good fun watching that. Mm. Although that that looks really painful because it looks quite runnable, which is like frightening to yeah, me to yeah, yeah, yeah. run so much of a long race. Yeah, exactly. We're wondering if they'll ever reverse the direction. Oh, that'd be cool. Right? Yeah. Because it would be yeah. more downhill to go north to south, but that brings its own challenges on too. So <laughs> it would be interesting if they kept flipping it around. Yeah. That'd be, that's, I love what, that's what hard rock does. And I like, I love how they do that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, you haven't done anything in Africa yet, right? Uh, no, not in Africa. No. Cape Town. Actually, the only thing out of Europe I think I've done was uh, I did a race around uh, at Annapurna, An Annapurna, oh, sorry, yeah. in Nepal. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so that was yeah, that was spectacular. What distance was that, Galen? That was a hundred k. Hundred k. So the yeah. altitude did. How did that? How did you handle that? Yeah, not too well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never do. Uh, so yeah, it, it was crazy altitude and just like trying to take it slow and. Yeah, but it was so it was so funny. All the little villages you go through that are seem like a million years old, and they're so excited that runners are coming through because uh, I guess they don't get many events going through their 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 villages and stuff. So yeah, that was really cool. 
they're such natural athletes too. If they had the opportunity to compete, like so many other places, like the people we met in Peru, the the, the porters, the porters on the Inca Trail. If they ever had the opportunity to participate in some of these races, they yeah. would blow it away. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's just yeah. amazing. <laughs> They're just so naturally talented. Actually, uh, do you know Mira Ray? Or have you heard of Mira Ray? Mira the Ray. Nepalese yeah, yep, yep. Uh, runner for Solomon, I think. Yep. Yeah, so she was a part of the event. And she was uh, she was the one of the people at the aid stations. And so oh, like, cool. I got to the aid station yeah. and Mira Ray's there, like directing everyone, trying to get everyone's stuff. And it was, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, it'd be nice to meet her for sure. Yeah, and they're so, she's so nice. Yeah, so really really great experience well we'll definitely be watching you and your teammates in june to see how that all plays out and we wish you luck with your training well thank you very much and the world's yeah, gonna be I'm, watching uh, i'm super excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what we're we're kind of on a little mission to make you more of a household name here in canada because just because you live in slovenia <laughs> you're running for team canada so we got to promote promote your brand <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, um, it's quite funny because over here in the races, I, I don't have a name. I'm just the Canadian who like does stuff. <laughs> so uh, the, the, when they talk about me, even when I'm there, like sit in the conversation and they're speaking in English and they're like, oh, yeah, the Canadian. I'm like, I, I do have a name. They're like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, after this podcast, the world's going to know your name. That's right. <laughs> oh, man, okay. <laughs> At least three people in Orangeville will. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, that's perfect. Actually, the um, the supporters in tour, I met uh, when I was doing the tour, I can't remember, one of the times, a lot of Canadians who were just there hiking like the TMD route or various hikes, they would come out and wait for me at, at refugios and stuff. Really? And like, I was pretty sure I wasn't hallucinating it, but they would be like, oh, I, you know, we've, we've we've come all the way from Calgary to see you. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> not, not really. But, yeah. Um, you know, there, but that's great. Uh, yeah, they just happened to be there. Yeah, <laughs> but they'd wait. And it was really cool to, to meet up with various Canadians along the route, which is uh, heaps of fun. There's typically not a lot of Canadians in that event, is there? Mm, there's a couple there's uh like stephanie case is oh, yeah. uh she's always there or um and there's a yeah there's a couple others but uh like i meet them all every year and they're a great group i'd say it's uh probably like five or so okay. yeah it's not it's not too many yeah but regulars like yourself yeah that would probably just be stephanie case okay. and, and myself okay. yeah <laughs> yeah well before we let you go we like to do a little rapid fire questions <laughs> if you don't right. if you don't mind i don't know okay let's go for it uh treadmill or minus 20 outdoor run if i had a treadmill i'd choose a treadmill but like i don't have one so i i just it's gonna be a minus 20 run okay all right yeah you don't need a treadmill where you live (laughs) (laughs) uh what's the last concert you went to uh i I don't really like concerts i find them really boring oh okay so i can only i think it might be the only concert i've ever been to and it was tragically hip uh when i was living in toronto yeah uh and it was on canada day Probably in like, I don't even know, like 2004 or something. I was going to say that's going, that's yeah. got to be going back a while. Yeah. So 20 years ago, that's <laughs> the latest one. <laughs> and you heard about Gordon Lightfoot passing away yesterday. I did. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Mm, uh, can I choose both? Sure. Uh, I am actually watching Star Trek right now on the Turbo. So. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. The new series. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Would you rather be a professional writer artist or musician oh wow uh i guess writer probably yeah um yeah okay any i actually don't like any of those that much so (laughs) yeah the least i dislike (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you have any tattoos? I don't no? know. Would you get one? No. No. Because <laughs> I don't want my kids to get one. <laughs> well, yeah, setting an example. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you can remember back to when you lived here, because I'm sure you don't get these in Slovenia. Butter tarts, with or without raisins? Without. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you same? Yeah. I like them with raisins. Oh, you guys like them? Oh, okay. <laughs> we split <Yeah>. on that one. <laughs> okay, Norm, what's your question? He always ends the questions. Uh, pick a superpower you'd like to have. Oh, uh, maybe this is just recency bias with putting my kids to bed tonight, but patience would be a good one. <laughs> um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, a, a, a very applicable one would be I don't need to sleep. Yeah, that'd be good. So that would be really useful. A regeneration yeah. too, right? Yeah, oh, pretty much. Yeah, man. we got to invent that somehow. Well, then, then you won't. Then you won't <laughs> yeah. hallucinate. When that's half the fun. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's fun for a while. It's like, like, it's like I can't control it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me. And it's awesome. It's great to meet you and. uh we're planning a European tour in the next couple of years. So if you're still in Slovenia, we'll have to look you up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely come by. I'll show you some of the, the mountains. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be amazing. Well, all the best in June and for the rest of the race season. And we'll be following. We'll be following. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Okay. okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Galen. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Well, that was Galen Reynolds living in Slovenia. Hope he liked our Tuke and Canadiana and Terry Fox that you're wearing today. I think he did. Yeah. A little bit of home for him. Yeah, it's been a long time since he's been to Canada. Never raced in Canada. But uh, we got him on the divide. Hopefully he can race that one year. Yeah, exactly. Since he's built for these 200 mile plus races, for sure. Yeah. I had no idea that he, he got into running to lose weight. Yeah. He will be representing Team Canada at the Worlds in Innsbruck in June, and we can't wait to watch that because we've never really paid too much attention to that series as as it has really become more popular in the last couple of years. And that's why the team is is stacked for Canada this mm -hmm. year because they're finally this, they're realizing well they're they're putting this thing together now. Whatever happened in Thailand, Thailand really mm -hmm. put it back on the map, saying mm -hmm. hey, the Worlds are something serious here. Yeah, let's uh, let's represent. Austria is only five hours away, so he's definitely going to be prepared mm -hmm. and i don't hope he's not going to run around in circles like he did at the uh, <laughs> swiss peaks trail or, the one, or was it that one or was it uh tour de gion tour de gion yeah running around in circles <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the next guy to come up no he's going to be prepared That's 85k right. is like uh, 5k for us for him, <laughs> for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right all right and that is galen reynolds until next time we are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotarunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at gotarunracing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.